Hi everyone, my name is Vanessa Valiuco and welcome to Personal Pans. Conversations about belief, transformation, and all the weird and wonderful things that we experience. Tonight's episode features Bex Atwood. She's a mycological researcher, a liminal investigator, a botanist, and also one-third of Liminal Earth. Uh, Rewatching this conversation as I was editing the episode made me realize that I should I should probably retitle the name of my show to um, Exvangelicals and ADHD because I feel like one or both of those things come up every single episode. Uh, we had a, a incredible conversation about um, growing up Christian and also exploring fairy houses and uh, mycelial networks. She kind of blew my mind teaching me about how um, how mushrooms operate in the forest and really everywhere. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you do as well. Um, so I have a fun thing that's happened today. I yes. wanted to talk about. Um, so Katie Webb and I um, are a good buddy. Uh, we've been doing like almost every weekend if we can. Uh, we just do like a little impromptu like Estes Method session together over Zoom and we record it just in case. Um, and we like find like funny patterns so like we'll wear all blue and only have our blue ring light on and like I have blue tea we'll pick like a theme and tonight our theme has kind of been picked for us um I woke up craving like sugar just like mm-hmm. I got Laffy Taffy I got airheads I got like all the old suckers from childhood and I'm just snacking on them all day and then I am taking Ranger to the potty on the way home from the store and I find this pile of um ragwort and it's it's like toxic to people but it's really good to introduce into your yard for like biodiversity um and it helps a lot of insects but guess what the I literally did this on plant snap by the way plant snap apparently now has a correspondences or like a special folklore meaning guess What? what it said it said gifts for the fae <laughs> and so I've literally been like craving sugar all day and like this was not planned we were just kind of like let's see what comes to us for the theme tonight <laughs> and then it's about to be Beltane and so they're already coming out and I'm just like I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> I love it <laughs> yeah and then Katie was like collecting graveyard dirt and had like a really fun experience um that's her story to tell but like she's having him too and so we're just we're just riding the wave and it's oh it's gonna be so weird and we're gonna do that at eight tonight but <laughs> it's uh yes. just a zoom, but I think we'll be releasing it later okay cool if anything happens of course yeah I hope <laughs> it does I feel like it's got to at this point right I even like set up a little fairy village in my garden in case I need to do the pebble sidewalk still, but I was like, I did that. And I got some uh, petunias for all of our Wufo aerial entity friends that are called um, galaxy petunias. And they're like a dark purple, <gasps> white speckles. Yes. And, and so I'm like, okay, here's a little alien area. And then here's like a little fairy area. Yes. Um, so I hope that like buttered them up a little bit. <laughs> we always do offering plates too. <laughs> I love this. I I extra love this because um, I've also been craving donuts lately because there are the Whole Foods actually carries these like they're Bismarck's, but it's like chocolate glaze and hazelnut filling inside. Oh, it's incredible. (gasps) Right. It's thank you. Right. Like, again, I have a hard time with Nutella now because all the palm oil stuff, but like the taste of any hazelnut anything is just it, it is uh, uh divine and as I was walking to get them today there was a little shop that had like a little fairy door that was just like stuck it on the shop near the entrance and that I had they must have done this recently because like that's my usual walking path and I was like oh good <laughs> make that a home so- yeah <laughs> I actually went to a new donut place the other day mm-hmm. and it's a uh, Korean donuts and they use rice flour <gasps> and um, I got an ube donut and it was purple. It was the prettiest donut and it tasted like, I don't oh know. God. It didn't taste like chocolate. I had Andrew take a bite and he was like, it just tastes like my chocolate one. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think right. that's different. It tastes like purple. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> but during that, I wore my Wufo shirt and the lady was like, I like your shirt. And I was like, well, funny enough, I actually made this. <laughs> I love it. And um, and she wrote down, she wrote down Wufo.watch. She's like, I can't wait to check this out because I want to find things to do that are, you know, safe to do. And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> It's like a donut and I got to talk about Ufo. It was great. And everyone heard me. It's a perfect day though, right? Especially when you can like A, get sweets, but B, like share your weirdness with other people in a way that they like are receptive to and excited about and like eager to join in. It's like, oh, I found someone on my wavelength. I just wanted donuts, but I got so much more out of this. Like that's pretty awesome. Yes. And it was all triggered by like, Andrew and I went and like had got sushi or something. And as we were leaving, there was this couple that parked next to us and I was waiting for him to close his door so I could then go on an open line. Yeah. And he had a box and I was like, where'd you go? He's like, oh, <laughs> go check it out. It's a little expensive. And I'm like, I don't think he's ever been to Seattle because they were like, <laughs> they were better than the prices. But yeah. anyways, um, called Milk View, M-I-L-K-V-U-E. Anyone who's in Gig Harbor, Washington, check them out. Oh my gosh. So good. <laughs> These rice flour. It tastes better than a regular donut. Oh. I, man, so I'm, I'm, I'm like proud of <laughs> Love it. I'm ready to fly out there right now. <laughs> so how so Miss uh Apologies if I'm mistaken here. Um, Garrett and I had a conversation. Um, was it, were you in Bremerton sometime this year? Okay. I was in Bremerton of May, in May of last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With my okay. cousin. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and we were talking about the next time that you come, like we have all of these, all of these things. I love it. I cannot wait. <laughs> I live about 40 minutes. Hold on. It yeah. feels south because I'm going to like the bottom of a peninsula, but it's yes. actually I know comparative west. to the state. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. It's east. Um, but I yeah, I live so close. And so it would be so easy and um so great. Yeah, just a matter of time when you can have an Uve donut yourself. Oh my god, I know, I know. I have relatives. I have relatives out in Bonnie Lake and in Yelm. And so Whoa. my cousin in Bonnie Lake was like, all right, we're going to go to Bremerton. We went to Polsbo. So of course, when I saw uh, Polsbo yeah. posts, <laughs> we got tiaras in Polsbo. So it always had like a very good, like a happy feeling for me. Like we went to Polsbo, got tiaras, and then went to the Chihuly Museum and mm-hmm. saw cool glass. And it was just like, oh, this, I like everything up here, especially Mount Rainier. Like that, that's probably my favorite <sighs> mountain. Yes, it, it's yeah. mine too. I, I think it tops Shasta for me. I gotta be controversial. <laughs> and be okay, right? Like cancelable yeah. takes, I know, but I'm with you there because I feel the same way. <laughs> I love the particular clouds. Have you noticed the, the bubble clouds over? It's so creepy and I love it. And it I has like this it. super awesome salish meaning. Oh, so cool. Agreed, yes agreed yes like I love it my where my aunt lives in Yelm like you go up the road and it's just like this one road just has a direct yes the Rainier and like all the trees around it it's like this is this is a sacred place this is beautiful oh. yeah that road I know exactly where that is too that's so funny because Yelm is kind of like the gateway to Rainier you know it's like one of your last stops unless that's you want to go have you been to the pizza train no I haven't oh my gosh okay Next time you go to Rainier, that one road that you take, um, yes. there is a, if you are heading towards Rainier, there's a, like a little burger place, like literally a shop on your left. On your right, there is a series of train cars and some of them are rooms that you can rent out for the night, which is so cool. Um, but then there's also a pizza place and the guy's from New York and he's super sarcastic and cute. And so you can like, you know, like, you know, have some banter as you're like, ordering a slice um, <laughs> and a train yeah. <laughs> so cool uh, this sounds oh, i'm just writing all this down because again and i will do, forget it there's a, Rus- a russian restaurant if you keep going a little further <laughs> so good god i love this i love this the next time i visit i'm gonna be telling my relatives like guess what we have to go here 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 and here <laughs> it's so great we've had so many relatives come out since we moved here that i've just kind of done the tour at this point <laughs> we'll go here and then here and then here so 
Well, and especially when you know where all the cool and beautiful things are and you just want to share that with everyone like that. I went on a hike with one of my cousins and like she showed me this awesome little hike and there was like a small little waterfall at the end of it. And it was just so beautiful. It was just so beautiful. And seeing all the birds in the forest, like the, to again, to be connected with that because I grew up in the suburbs no no nature anything like animals was when I had a field trip to the zoo that was my experience you know so to like be out in it and again like near that mountain it's like oh this is a special this is a special place here this is good there's magic here yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh my gosh there is and I love I love that how do I say this (laughs) I have a lot of uh suburban friends so I grew up where I had, we had like a little six acre farm outside of town. Mm -hmm. Um, But my high school was one of those like in the Cordenfield high schools. And so I actually live closer than most folks. Um, But there was like major suburbia happening within like the greater part of the town. And so, um, yeah, I I grew up in the farm and did the whole thing, but all my friends for the most part were suburban. Um, We didn't have any younger neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so, just knowing who they are now, um, a lot of them don't really feel that magic. So it's so cool to hear someone grew up suburban, like that you still have that, that sense because I've seen it die in people and it's really depressing. <laughs> I, that is, that is brutal to me, especially like living out there to not just be filled with a sense of wonder about that place. Like even, so like we, so we got to the end of the waterfall and we were walking back and there was a, um, Oh God, one of those, it, it's like a, I can't even remember the name of it, but it's a, a Stellar's J, right? That goth oh. kind of blue J, right? Mm. And it was yeah. just up in this tree. Yeah. And it was just kind of like looking down and I decided I wanted to make friends with birds on this trip. So I brought pumpkin seeds with me and I just like lifted a bunch of pumpkin seeds. And I was like, here's my offering to the forest, you know? And it didn't even like wait. It just kind of flew down and started eating while we were like maybe five feet away. <laughs> And so we, we, as we're turned and we're leaving all of a sudden, this giant Raven just like swoops down and like lands on the path and then flies away. And I was like, oh, the forest accepted my offering. <laughs> sure did. Yeah. Oh my God. Of all the places to leave one, they are extra thankful around here. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> they get it. Exactly. <laughs> and again I think it's like that um you know talking about like and I always point over here because my plants are over here one of these days I'll just take a photo so people actually know like (laughs) the plant collection that I'm constantly gesturing at yeah um (laughs) but it's that like evolving over time and being open to things you know and part of it was the pandemic and and needing to tend to something right I think it is that Mm -hmm. like having hope right? Like, okay, this is all really overwhelming right now, but here's a little plant and I can water it and I can keep it alive. And that's something, you know? And, and then as like, I was able to keep more and more plants alive, I was like, well, let me see what other cool plants I can buy. And then of course, all my friends were into plants. So we're all giving each other cuttings and things like that. Um, but like I said, this is a newish development. Um, being but being open to things it's always sad when I hear that people have like shut themselves off because again I'm 39 and I'm still learning new things and exploring new things and like finding new aspects of myself that are really very exciting like oh yeah turns out I'm a plant person and I love it and these are my babies and uh yeah if a piece breaks off I just get a new plant then (laughs) because I can just put it in water and propagate it (laughs) like that's a fun kind of magic there yeah it's so great too that you have this like little plant community where you can trade cuttings because sometimes I think one of the biggest issues of having those types of plants is that you have too many and you're like, I don't want to waste these babies, but I also don't have enough pots. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? I just got solar cups around my house. You know, <laughs> literally that because I have this again, I'm gesturing. I have the spider plant that just is caught, like that's what I was thinking in my head because there's just, like 50. <laughs> That's it. Cause it's like, as soon as it starts, it's like, it's flowering. I'm like, Oh no, it's gonna, I'm going to get more little babies. And then, and then it's all like, when it's like tiny, I'm like, I'll just leave it. And then eventually like a bigger piece grows. I'm just like, well, fuck, I'm going to have to cut you off and plant you now because Mm -hmm. you're a legitimate plant. Fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just had the coolest idea. So yeah. it's like my dream to have a like a haunted botanical garden. That's <gasps> what I'm like my millions on one day, of course. Um and I think it would be hilarious to have like a spider plant baby graveyard where people can go and just leave their babies. And it just takes over. Just I love I love this so much. I love this so much. Please take them. I cannot tell you how much I love this because it's true. Just take them. You have to, because I know it's alive. So I have to raise it. But if you take it, now you have to raise it. Yes, exactly. Like the best case scenario of that situation would be that like it gets really viral, right? So everyone's coming. Then we run out. Okay, cool. Like our purpose. Close up shop. Exactly. The babies have been saved. I know like see in a couple years when I have another hundred that I don't know what to do with but for now bye friends <laughs> perfect that is like such a sound business model I think so I think so <laughs> listen you're in the Pacific Northwest right things just run a little differently out there yeah and I kind of love that right it's hilarious because I was actually having this conversation with Andrew. We were driving and the person in front of us had like this Bigfoot sticker on our car with like a peace sign. And, and we think it's so funny because it's even leaked into like the normie world. And not only that, but it's like the unofficial Washington mascot. And so for people who come here, the souvenir shop right on the pier in Seattle has all these Bigfoot things. And it's like, it's this thing now. And so I love that I live in a place where I can just be doing my chores and Bigfoot shows up. <laughs> it's amazing. Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible, right? Like, and again, yeah. like you said, like this crossover, it's like, I love it because you're, you're just adding magic to a space, right? You're adding fun into a space. It's just this like play and exploration that we're so alienated from in so many aspects of our lives. So I, I love, I love this. And I also noticed that, and I loved it when I was out there too. I was like, more Bigfoot on everything, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I saw someone, um, I think it was on TikTok, of all places. Sure. But they were like, is Bigfoot right wing now? And I was like, over my dead body. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. I think I saw something on Twitter about that yeah. today. And um, I just refuse to let bigoted people take cool things. Yes, right. It's oh, like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Exactly. It's, it's bad enough that they have like really run to get runes away from people. And like, no, 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 no. You got to draw a hard line in the sand. And you have to figure out ways to reclaim these things and reclaim them in healthy ways. And then change the meaning so that they don't take it. Like that, that bothers me. It's like, well, they're using it now. We can't use it. I was like, oh no, I'm going to, I'm going to, and I'm going to be anti-racist and a trans ally and they can't take that away from me either. <laughs> we got some pretty tough people on our side. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, that's yes. so funny. I love my dead body. <laughs> End of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like there's a, a, such a thing as remythologizing. Yeah. Just, just reinvent it, rebrand, baby. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because it's like I get it; they're loud and they're organized, but they're also terrible. So let's not let terrible people take cool things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no worries. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Oh, I did have a note here. Um, pet insurance is not for you. Um, <laughs> such a good idea, though. <laughs> So I didn't have it before because <laughs> it's something you just don't think about until suddenly there's a major surgery and you're like oh that's mm -hmm. why people do and now ranger has like a rap sheet so if he were to swallow another foreign body even if i did have insurance he has a history so now it's a pre-existing condition that he has swallowing things oh, <laughs> he literally has a compulsion that insurance won't cover <gasps> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So I'm like, oh. and then my other dog's too old to have it. And so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just insure my cat. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, we'll clean it basic for him. But um, the note that I had for you, 
Yes. Was um, the theatrics of the church I grew up in and how, how music has a really big effect on people yeah. and how I, like, I was the bassist in my praise band for like six years. Yeah. And I've since, since losing my faith and denouncing, I have since returned and I found myself still like feeling that magic and that power, but mm -hmm. I had a new context for it. And it wasn't, oh, this is like God moving through. It's like, no, music is fucking magic. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what it is. It is. And it is. I, I love that we would be listening to like this praise and worship music. And all I had to do was change the context. And it was just still such a powerful experience. And so I think about that all the time between like the theatrics and like reading a crowd, reading each other and how that you can carry that into like paranormal stuff. Um, I also think that music is just, there's something about it that I felt my entire life and it's just, oh, and you can feel it no matter what the context is. Of course, exactly. I, yeah. I love that you brought this up. This reminds me of when I was talking with Jason and he was talking about, you know, the, the feelings that he had with prayer and how as he moved on to, to doing magic and, and exploring paganism, that saint, he felt that also, right? And so, so there, and I do believe there is something very fundamental to music and the human experience and that like energetic experience of playing music, of playing music with other people, singing, you know, all of that, again, working together in harmony. There is a you can feel it physically when you play music with people and you're in a groove and you're working together and you are making a song happen. That is a special kind of magic. And it gets contextualized as like, well, this is because of Jesus or whatever you want to put it in. It's like, no, it is so much bigger than whatever boxes and labels you're trying to put around this. Like there is something so fundamental and that you can't even put words on it it is that fundamental to like the human experience of of creating of resonating of having that that magic in your life so i'm glad that you have you have retained this because i think it's really hard when you leave when you you leave right you you leave this belief system and it, again it could be really hard to parse out like okay what is mine still out of all of this and can i still touch some of these things because so much of that gets clouded with whatever ne negative experiences you have in the church or whatever organization and so to return to it and when it feels like home you're like yes it's mine <laughs> they can't take it away from me <laughs> one of the best on my terms yes mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> i love it too because <clears throat> in the midst of like all of the Hillsong scandal, yeah. they still made some of the most powerful music. There was something about how united they were and how harmonious they were together that literally other churches even just playing the same music, it, that same effect happened. And so I will give them that, like there's something very ceremonial and very like ritualistic about yeah. their songs. And, and there's just a formula to it. And I don't know what it is, but it's, it's amazing. And, yes. and I found that most music has that effect. So maybe it's not even, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. I'm still exploring a little bit, but. Of, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. When it's like, they, they clearly were able to tap into something. Right. And who knows what that is. But again, it's this thing that is even deeper than what they can comprehend. Like they, they hit some of it, but there's a whole other thing and, and so many other access points to it. So yeah. that I think is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I know that um, before like Katie and I do our weekly things, yeah. um, she'll like DJ for herself for like an hour beforehand. And we all know that she is like, you know, she is a master DJ, but she yes. raises her vibrations literally by like hyping yes. out to some party music. And so yes. I've started doing something similar. And um, yeah, I, I do that before our events, but now, um, pretty much before any sort of working, I have like a very specific playlist and it's just music that makes you want to like 
jump and stomp in circles, you know, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and so just being exposed to that part of her process is like open these huge doors for me. And then, and then I'm flooded with memories of how music has affected me, you know, and very similar headspaces. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's this, again, it's this deeper experience, right? Like you are tapping mm-hmm. into and tapping into that sense memory, which is so much more resonant than just something that doesn't have that same like bodied sensibility to it. You know, I think especially too with ADHD, it's like so much stuff is just here and it's, it's gone. It's just gone. But there are other things that like resonate. And I, again, I can call them up years, decades later, like it just happened. So, yeah. It's so true though with with sound and then with um smell too yes exactly <laughs> absolutely yes yeah um there was oh man what was it I think I might have lost my train of thought just a little bit um That's okay because I was thinking about music still it's fine it'll come back it's if it fine. doesn't oh <laughs> <so> fine <laughs> See, this is perfect because I was like okay this is going to be an awkward transition it's not now because now there's a purpose for it so I noticed that little box over there and I was like, is, do you have this? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was what I was hoping for. <laughs> my favorite tarot deck. It's so good. It beat my black tarot out of the water. I don't use it. Really? <laughs> I use it every week. I, I love it. I love it. Um, my friend star who I interviewed, um, they gave this to me. And they were just like, I don't feel connected to this. I'm like, okay, well, I grow mushrooms. So yeah, <laughs> like just incredible. And I think too, it's important. It's like certain, again, decks call to you. Again, practice is evolving, or I think it should be evolving. And it shouldn't be seen as like um, a negative thing if things change. Like sometimes yeah. something is calls to you, sometimes it doesn't don't touch the stuff that isn't calling to you because there's something else you need to open up that space for this other thing you know and so like I love that this is this is now your favorite (laughs) someone tagged me on Twitter and I remember buying it within five minutes like of of seeing that I was like it was right before Christmas too I was like I got excuse for it I love it. Um, have you looked into Chris Adams at all? The, no, the, I haven't. So he is like a legit mycologist and then he created a tarot deck. So I'm like, there's more of us. I didn't know that I could be in the mycology world. And then also in the like occult world. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, exactly. I know. Well, this is the hard part too, because I feel like a lot of these things get kind of, kind of compartmentalized and there isn't that like that fun kind of overlap. Right. Or it's like the, the, uh, I, it, my experience has been so much of, you know, people who are interested in mushrooms and the occult, they're interested in the psychedelic side of mushrooms. Whereas I'm into the like, okay, it's it, these fungus, like fungi are huge. Right. And there are spores and apparently they can communicate with each other. Like everything I hear about mushrooms is awesome. Right. And that, and again, that the magic of life and different types of life and life, different life forms working together, that to me is a very special kind of magic and and incorporating that into my practice has been interesting right mm. yes <laughs> the fuzzies. oh good I'm glad mm. <laughs> yeah so that so I love that there is I'm gonna have to look them up obviously because I I need to know more again there are yes. dozens of us <laughs> Do you, there are literally <laughs> maybe maybe a hundred <laughs> um maybe. so I would like to have go on like my mushroom soapbox for a second because I have some really cool information regarding the mushrooms communicating um I want to give you like a mushroom book list um maybe an episode run out real quick because I have like some very fundamental if you want to go so what I found was there's a lot of beginner mycology stuff there's a lot of beginner I just but you can it's either that or then like you have to sign up for like a PhD program in Australia you know it's like yes there's no in between so yeah my in between is like not as accessible like I got a degree in botany and I ended up like that's what I wanted to do with my job and so it, it worked but it doesn't work for other people just to be interested so I'm like where are the intermediate classes yes. I found some books that are very intermediate um yes. and I can't wait to show them uh can't remember any of their names <laughs> but totally fine they are over there 
Um, <laughs> That's the whole point okay. of having oh. books that you can reference. <laughs> I'm referencing my dry erase board right now. <laughs> So mushrooms communicating with each other. We just yes. found this out. This was like breaking news. Yeah. Um, so we knew that they can communicate with each other. What we didn't know is that they had a recognizable vocabulary of at least 50 words. Yes. Um, so then let's take it a step back. Before we knew that, we did know that the mycelial networks are really what runs the forest. They are connected to every tree, every plant, every shrub, and they connect in a way that's very visually representative of the worldwide web. And so what's really cool is that's literally beneath your feet right now. And it's firing off to trees, to shrubs saying, hey, do you have the nutrients that you need? Hey, do you need this? Now that's the saprotrophic. We have the destructive variety or the parasitic varieties yes. and they have those same modes of communication, but they have different intentions. And so, but both of those are their nature. So it's neither good or evil. Um, and so they are using these different forms of communication to get what they want, whether that's like a good community or whether they want to feed off of everybody and be like mushroom vampires. Um, but what I love especially is that they recognize footsteps. So when there's a footstep in the woods, they send signals and say, I felt something over here, watch out. And then when a tree gets cut down or dies, mass signals, hello, emergency life force is like been cut off like boop you know it's it's all recorded and it's incredible but there's not enough mycologists in the world or enough programs to really like find out much more than that right now yes and so I'm excited to see where that goes and and finding out the vocabulary thing makes me makes me hopeful because that there's a team out there that's exploring that and that's great but that probably was found out about five years ago and just caught up so my head, I'm like super excited because I'm like, I'm doing my own experiments. I have my own tissue samples. Like I have my own things that I'm figuring out. Like I'm trying to measure each species that I have in my yard and just how big their mycelial networks are. And one I found is over 30 feet long by 20 feet wide, just because of all the fruitings in the yard. And so oh I'm just like, yes, but you know, they're, they're doing actual like groundbreaking things, but we don't even get to hear about it until like five years from now if someone decides they want to pick it up at the right time it's I, it's crazy <laughs> i i've all that oh you bring up a good point and one of the issues that i've i have with like academia in general which is that so much of these things just stay in institutions they just stay in academic journals and like you said unless somebody thinks it's cool and picks it up we don't hear about it and like who is first of all who has access to the academic journals where these things are being published right because mm -hmm. those are exorbitant amounts of money and they don't compensate yeah. anybody for their writing and submissions for that. And then they charge libraries obscene amounts of money to carry them. And, uh, and so the, where's the accessibility with any of this? Like, thankfully there yeah. are a ton of scholars in various fields who are like, I want my scholarship out in the world. And so they will just upload their, you know, their articles online, which yeah. I love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Because again, I think if, if you get into academia, if you get into the university and you want to teach, especially, don't you want to teach everyone? Don't you want as many people to have access to, especially if you think something's really fucking cool? Don't you want everybody to know? Maybe that's yes. just my ADHD brain that just wants to share information. My friend Melissa said this, that it was, it's basically like a shit, like, when you're interested in something and you start telling people about your interests, it's like show and tell, but with facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like blew my mind. It was like, yes, brilliant. And that's exactly how it is. Yeah. So that it's like, how can we again, have more access to this information? Cause it's really cool. And like you said, there's probably even more stuff going on right now that we don't know about, but yeah because we don't have the journal access or whatever. We don't know the right, the particular scholars or are connected to the departments. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I love when they are like, fuck it, I'm just gonna write a book. And you're like, thanks so much. Exactly, so like, exactly. In the last two or three years, it's been exciting to see people go from like, oh, like mushroom, uh, mushroom hobbyists to oh they're growing now to oh now they're hosting classes and they're writing books on how to grow cordyceps it's like 
it's so exciting to see that happen because it really seems like the only way that you can penetrate that mycology bubble is to go commercial and to go like you're either growing or you're doing some sort of education process or you're like Paul statements and you do like uh, supplements or something. That, that's yes. really it right now. That's it. Um, exactly. That's it. And, and if you want to do academia, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you have to move international first. Like there is. Oh. Right. So there's no really domestic programs. Uh, there are like individual classes. I took one when I was going to Oregon State and it was like, oh. okay, great. Yeah. Um, but my botany degree, the only other thing that I can really do right now in in the West Coast, at least I'll have to double check. Yeah. Uh, again. But I can only um, do like, um, what is it? Like, um, like medicinal medicinal okay. or like um yeah I can't microbiology microbiology in like a yeah. medical field or um like soil sample person who oh. has to know all the different like fungi for that purpose to help farms be more profitable and like destroy the soil <laughs> so oh it's like God. I don't want to do either one of those things <laughs> yeah right so, right what do you do <laughs> honestly honestly yeah. oh my god and I have like a friend who was like went literally moved to the UK just so that they can get a PhD in it and I'm like good for you that's fantastic but like that's not accessible at all <laughs> that's exactly and that's that's the shame and again I'm hoping because because it does feel like between the pandemic and like between all the people who are doing that, like, um, you know, biodata sonification stuff with like plants and mushrooms that like there's yeah. been that, right. <laughs> and like mushroom grow kits. I feel like there are more companies mm-hmm. that are selling those. I mean, that's how I started. I got a giant like block and started growing shiitake mushrooms. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And this is yeah. the coolest thing to watch, like, and to like see the process and then learn all about that. And then easier. And easier, exactly. Oh my God. And then when you realize that you buy shiitake spores and then like inoculate your own grain, I was like, oh, uh-huh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have all the mushrooms. <laughs> and then you make your own inoculate, it just snowballs. <laughs> it just snowballs. Oh my God, it just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you get your own grain and you, uh, yeah, you make your own inoculates with your own tissue samples that you've developed. It's really fun. It's a slippery slope, friend. It's oh, expensive. Of course it is. Of course it is. Everything I know. Is, listen, we're paranormal people. We get, we get expensive hobbies. <laughs> it, you can't help it. Right. Cause the cool things are like, not that many people are into it so that you don't have the benefit of like millions of people buying something so that it's cheaper. <laughs> so you got to just pay more money to be into cool stuff it's fine it's fine it's all right I guess I have a friend who has one of those coffee music boxes have you seen those that are motion okay so we were at the Walker Ames house and she like whips it out we're like what is that so it's a little coffin shaped motion activated music box and it plays like this really creepy like ding 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 like um and so instead of hearing like the beep of a REM pod you hear the ding ding and talk about music adding a vibe. <laughs> it was double For scary real. because no one was walking near it. <laughs> it was going oh, off. Oh and that was God. like the creepiest music you ever hear. And you're in an attic. <laughs> the best. Oh my God. Do like, you know how much it is? <laughs> it's like $450. I've seen it as $600. i am like, never, <laughs> never getting that. And I'm like playing whether or not I should get $10 worth of like light up cat toys for, oh my for the same purpose, right? Right, exactly. Okay, exactly. <laughs> right away, I'm like, could I make my own? Could I exactly. learn to program Jason. electronics? Yeah, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> He's working really hard over in our Discord. I think everyone's just like, what about this? And this? And like here's what this plan looks like I guess yeah exactly it's incredible I know (laughs) I do too I do too because it's something that I've always been interested in but have been intimidated by because I know again I think it's that ADHD thing too where you just you think about all the things you could potentially do with it and then just shut down it's like cool I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna play video games for an hour because I my brain cannot think right now 
and uh unfortunately jason is very well read and so he'll like send me things he's like well this is just a really simple thing to get you started and it's only 30 bucks i'm like man fuck off <laughs> maybe i'll just be dated for a yeah, while here. <laughs> exactly stop giving me easy answers to these problems <laughs> I'm going to overcomplicate anything that's nuts and bolts. I'm just going to say that right now. Oh, uh, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> My office chair is not quite right. <laughs> it was the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> My little hit Cyril. Of course. <laughs> I know. I love that I came here to talk about my, uh, my paranormal endeavors here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, so I'm part of this group and we like do stuff that I'm supposed to promote them, but here we go whatever no it's just a conversation <laughs> it's just a conversation exactly yeah i'll promote the hell out of you i like all of you so i anything i can do obviously i will <laughs> um, we were i like you were so sweet the other night on wufo to be able to read wooforical for ranger oh my gosh we and it, like it totally helped it helped a lot so i we're so appreciative of that that was oh, amazing good. i'm so glad good and, you know you saw he's he's just ate up yeah. <laughs> so anything helps to keep that going exactly. <laughs> he's so sweet but no it oh my gosh we have the best community and and andrew likes to remind me how niche we are like and i i'm like trying to sell merch and do these different things and he's like we have to figure something out because this is very niche i don't think anyone's gonna get like you know pile of gorges on a sweatshirt i don't know how to market this <laughs> like i don't I don't know either um but I our community is so powerful and so positive like we've really like cut out this little corner in it oh I'm so happy <laughs> it's amazing it's, it's so amazing to be around again such like positive playful um mm -hmm. kind generous just like and and excited about things and excited to try new things and yes. very welcoming like it's such a it's just such a nice, sweet group of people. And it, it like, it makes me so happy because I'm like, God, where have you people been my entire life? Like, this is why I was yes. just practicing and doing my own weird thing in a corner. Cause I'm just like, I, again, I think I inherited this from my mother where I'm just like, I hate people. And it's like, no, I just met a whole bunch of bad ones. Turns out <laughs> there are all these amazing people out there. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's great to be able to just like share weird stories with and like, you know like oh let's try this let's hook up this let's make a, a these glasses like oh okay cool tell me all your neat tricks i want to know everything <laughs> yes yeah oh man it's the best it's the absolute best um did you see that garrett used those glasses at the time travelers mailbox he used them on the street on a TikTok live and i'm like trying to dig through it so i could post it on the patreon this dude like it's so funny too to see how he's grown because like six months ago he'd have been like um what <laughs> but now it's like we do the estes method every week we like get some really weird experiments and so he just puts those glasses on in the street and it's like okay these are really weird <laughs> like, these are definitely working but i'm on the street he was very conscious of that he was on the street we're like okay um thank you like that was amazing <laughs> For real oh my god like the options with that and that's something that like one of our friends sent us and made themselves that's it's amazing it. exactly exactly mm -hmm. well that's what i love too this idea of like okay what can we learn and share with each other mm -hmm. and like that that to me is very important when and and especially to like what i love is like people who are learning and sharing from each other and also acknowledging like this person did this and this person did this and this person said this and worked in collaboration that to me is very important because that's the basis of community that everybody is honors the contributions of everyone else and yeah. they're all still working together to build new things because much like music you can accomplish so much more when you are working with other people than you can mm -hmm. just isolated in your own brain doing whatever it, it's so it's been so cool to see all these different ideas and these things bubbling up i i love yeah. it i love it like more excitement more experimentation more play like we all benefit from that we all benefit from it and there's plenty of room plenty of room that's it too <laughs> that's it too exactly there's plenty of room and 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 like 
everybody can have a space here. Just like mm -hmm. figure out what your space is. Sure. Have fun. Yeah. Come, come sit down with us. Come, come play. And when you figure out what your space is, just let us know, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing too, that I feel like, like I said, there's so many open, like wonderful people in this community. So it's really cool to just be like watching these things evolve again and, and people like gaining new skills and doing cool new things. I think so too. It's the best. There's, yeah. um, I especially love it when someone is like, oh, I, I, I found the map and I went to the spot and then this really weird thing happened. So now I'm going to start researching this and they like, you see this snowball effect happen and it's almost like an initiation. Everything's an initiation these days. Yeah. But, yes, I know. But it's, it's like you watch someone start to interact with something and, and in the moment when you are doing it, you get swept up in it and you don't really notice this is the start of something huge. And so to be able to watch other people go through that is the most exciting thing ever. I love oh. it so much. I'm just like, come here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Again, there are dozens of us come play with us. <laughs> well, that, you I think that's cool. Let me send you a link. You know? <laughs> that yeah. that's what's so cool it's when you see people start to open up to new connections and new possibilities yes. and new information and moving things together like it is so it's so beautiful i agree i gotta charge my phone oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like, are we going on a tour <laughs> <laughs> so this is my crib um, <laughs> this is the, the fruity pie that i still need to put outside oh <laughs> amazing um yeah I yeah I love it so much and, and yeah I am really getting into the idea of doing um like 20 to 30 minute like mini shorts on YouTube like of docs about the different map submissions oh, um yes. in way of like we want it to be done very DIY very yeah. like just with phones and just with like sound stuff you can get on Amazon like nothing crazy mm -hmm. but they'll produce like a high quality product of course um and like very easy to consume so mm -hmm. you can watch much but you get to learn about all these really weird map submissions and and mm -hmm. I as much as I love it I'm a very visual person and so I'm like I can read about this and this is great but I want to see it I want to yes. see all of it yes and so that's kind of where my head's been lately um I'm just thinking about like mm -hmm. I've like been teaching myself Premiere Pro and um cool I have a background of eight years of commercial photography and they kind of just stopped to pursue botany so yeah. it's like I'm getting back in and I'm like wetting my toes again and it's been really cool and I have I'm just flowing with ideas right now and I can't share any of them yet <laughs> but of course yes and all of these really cool map submissions are going to kind of get their own little spotlight hopefully eventually and then any any weird thing our friends are doing I want to be able to like document it and produce something just as cool and of quality but yes. so hopefully we'll be seeing that soon it's just like I need like 10 more hours in a day <laughs> I never get done <laughs> that's the whole ADHD thing too where you have a million ideas a mil like it's non-stop idea factory everything sparks an idea everything sparks a connection like I just went down this weird rabbit hole recently where I was like like I'd seen this toy in like a um the thrift store next door and and for years I was wondering what it was and then I finally like I just suddenly thought of it again I like dug for it and then I found the name of it and then found how it was connected to this magician who was apparently super popular in the seventies and into transcendental meditation. And I'm like, I think I need, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, I know. So you just like, again, these things zig and zag based off of like a, a toy I saw in a thrift store, what, six years ago, like it's, it, you can find these amazing threads and connections but again, it's like idea, 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 idea. Mm -hmm. And I always need a good research project. So I'm like, what is this thing oh that I saw? Let me see if I can find it. I know nothing about it, except it's from the eighties. And I can only assume that based off of the packaging. So like... I love it. It's, it's so good. It's so good because those things make life so magical and it kind of takes you your attention away. And 
I don't know why, but we, at some point in our lives, kind of unlearned that. And yeah, relearning that. I love, like, getting made fun of on Twitter for it because it, like, really shows how, like, much of a bummer some people are. But it's, like, even just being excited to, like, oh, I'm going to go like to the beach at night looking because it's haunted or whatever. But in the process of that, I find this new rock and then I find out, oh, there's agate here. What? And so it's like now half of my summer is going to be dedicated. Like there are these yes. tiny little things that are from like one side choice. And then it has this super like amazing impact on your life and it makes it more magical. And it can be just as mundane as like picking up a new rock and like being excited about it. And it may seem silly on the outside, but it's like life changing shit, man. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I feel like I talk every episode about the importance of play, but I, I like fundamentally philosophically, I think play is essential to a good human life, to good life in general, but especially a good human life. Like how do you, and that, that play comes from, hey, I found this cool rock, right? Like, hey, I found this feather on the ground. Like, hey, here's this neat thing. And this ended up leading to this, to this, to this. That inspiration is a playful inspiration. And you follow those cool little journeys and like, okay, it might not lead somewhere productive or whatever, but you have gained something and gained knowledge. And this thing has kind of unfolded before you. It's getting lost, I think, in the wonder of, like the magic of life, right? There is a, a there is a, 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 to me, a beautiful magic in what the mundane things in life, if you can just follow these connections, because there is that sense of, oh, I think there's something else going on here. And I love that. I don't need to know what it is. I just need to experience it happening. And then I get, I get a little juiced for the day. I'm like, all right, I can take on anything right now. <laughs> I caught a glimpse of the thing behind the curtain. I'm yes. Yeah that's it that's it I mean I yeah I I always try to advocate that over anything else (laughs) really that's like what it comes down to for me it's like if I can advocate like one thing it's these simple things that you can do can completely change like your perspective on the world it can completely change like how you exit this experience so that's like all the rage for me (laughs) of course an extension of that really <laughs> yes exactly yeah I think that's yeah. beautiful thank you <laughs> um but before I let you go tell us all about liminal earth liminal earth oh man so what's funny about liminal earth is I was introduced to it after I became like Bex and the liminal on on Instagram um wasn't familiar with anybody from the community except um, like the TV paranormal stars I grew up watching and then like Greg and Zena and then Tenny. Those are the only people that I knew. And so um, I didn't have any context for like this map of this strange stuff. And then um, Amanda Paulson sent me the link and was like, I think that like you would uh, really connect with some of these places on this map. And I was like, okay. Or I, I might've even been complaining about like, there's like nothing haunted around here. Oh. <laughs> And it's like, stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, this is going to be life changing. Yeah. So, thanks for that, number one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was introduced to this map. Um, so, I think our first meeting together was last June. And we <laughs> did an investigation within like an hour of meeting each other. And it was like a situation where like someone was shooting something for something in this um, very locally notorious rural sanatorium of, of sorts. It's uh, Starvation Heights in Olala, Washington. Oh, okay. Um, and it was being torn down. And so we were actually the last people that got to investigate it. And um, we were down in the basement. And just the way that we investigated together um, really flowed. And Jeremy had the Oracle deck. I had no idea what it was yet at the time. And I had my tarot decks and um, Garrett, we all were like doing different things. And we came to like the conclusion with the owner that like the house was ready to be torn down and it experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse. There's a lot of vandalism. There was two evidences of small fires occurring within the facility. Like there was a lot of bullying and beating up that this house had been put up with, not to mention like the monster who built it. Um, And it was like, 
the questions that we were asking and the cards that we were receiving, it was very much so like, this is the end. I'm very excited. <laughs> Please move forward. And the owners were like, we were, you know, wondering if this was the right thing to do. So it was really cool to provide that with like these guys that I barely knew. <laughs> yes. It was so instant after that. And we started doing things together and eventually got invited, you know, to join the team and kind of, uh, yeah drive that forward we had like all these shared goals that we wanted to do individually so we're like well we just do them together under liminal oh, earth absolutely yes um, but before then I uh was experiencing really strange activity here um in my neighborhood and I asking around and started collecting stories and then I started posting like the bulletin board flyers and like the the pick your number thing I, I did all of it um and I had all these stories I didn't know what to do with <laughs> my god amazing yes run this map of this like it's all crowdsourced it's all worldwide and it's super accessible free easy to do and so I'm just like I don't know what I can do but I want to help <laughs> somehow and it just worked out and I remember um I had Jim Perry over at my house for something um and we were and he was like so what do you like see yourself doing you know you're like at the time I was still a horticulturist for a company and um, I wanted to pursue the paranormal and I wasn't really sure how. And I remember telling him, I want to find some sort of intersection or crossroads between like horticulture and botany and the paranormal. And so flash forward a year later, what are we doing with <laughs> liminal earth, like liminal ecology and liminal spirit oracle. And like, that's all yes. a conversation and the meeting. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, Liminal Earth is a uh, <laughs> is a map where people can submit their own experiences and it doesn't have to be uh, like, oh, I saw like my grandma's ghost. It can be, I had a weird dream once that seemed significant or I saw a dog wearing human shoes. I swear, I don't know how to tell <laughs> um, anything in between. Um, so one of our favorite stories are time slips and disappearing places. Um, yes. Just like, ah, they get me, they get me chills. I would not know how to respond in that situation. Um, as weird and evangelical as my family were, we had a lot of paranormal experiences growing up and they staged the hell out of our house still. So they know how to handle things. And I take things from my practice from my childhood that was evangelical as hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now I do a little more earth stuff and cool. we try month and do some things, some filming. Um, our next adventure is taking us to the mysterious pile of oranges in Renton actually the black Riparian forest because there's also like a screaming well there and there's also a very polluted river that we need to maybe have a conversation with and so there's like these overtones of like maybe Lone Earth needs to help clean up the local waterways and we keep getting those messages but then also we need to check out this one forest because it's been a hotbed of like oranges that are peeled and showing up a well that you can hear screaming coming out it's it's amazing and so once a month we're trying to hit up these little hotbeds film some stuff um then in my free time I take on residential cases sometimes um I'm currently working on one um where this poor person's having their art destroyed by something um their roommates are gone and like don't have keys anymore like they have zero explanation for it now um and yeah it's just um but they're very curious they're researching a lot they have some theories and they're very like magic adjacent so it's like my dream person to to work with um yeah not enough time in the day we're doing so much we want to do so much more and eventually get every single one of you involved <laughs> perfect good <laughs> everyone at liminal earth is so earnest and so um it's, it's so clear that like your love for what you're doing comes through there's no guile there there's clearly no like uh, uh, clout chasing there or anything like that. You're just doing what your hearts are telling you to do. And I think that love and that playfulness just infuses everything. It's so, I don't know, I see it I, and I love it and I respond to it because it's just so joyful and wonderful. So yeah, yeah so keep it up. <laughs> hey, Vanessa, I have like one more like itty bitty thing I wanted to tell you because yes. Um, I have a feeling we'll be seeing more of you around for Lufo. And so I wanted to kind of tell you and your viewers, like this one kind of 
path of phenomenon that I've been experiencing since I started doing my contact sessions every week. It's been very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I've been experiencing like a lot of light phenomenon and a lot of like technological fritzes lately. Mm-hmm. Um, started during the first Lufo Estes method on TikTok. Um, my ring light started changing colors and then it kept turning off. Um, now, isolated, you know, uh, whatever, it's fine. So yeah. I was a little freaked out because I was under and I, my reaction wasn't, oh, I feel a light turning off. It was, I felt somebody walk in front of the light and block it. I felt the, the pressure and that's why I took my thing off. So suddenly I was very startled. And so the guys were like, hey, you know, maybe let's ground for a second, you know, yeah. maybe light um it felt weird and then my partner and I woke up hi baby let me tell the story now I'm done okay and then we'll go have cuts um we wake up at three in the morning and there's a laptop on the couch uh, that we had used and it was closed but it was playing something like very loud and then the ring light that I had used to shoot like a kitchen roller skating video was in there and it was it was having like changing colors at the same time and so we unplugged everything. A um, couple weeks later, I am doing my monthly report on Jim's show, Night Drift. And his mic cord goes out. And he's like, I needed to change my mic cord. Um, then a couple weeks later for Wufo, we have a reporter following us around. And we take him to this uh, bar where this like alien encounter happened. And I start talking about my experiences. The lights dim. The light above the pool table starts freaking out and then the lights go back up and forth and like no one's really reacting other than us and then it stops when i start talking about it i stop talking about it and we even talked to the owners and they had just replaced bulbs hi i'm sorry honey this is very important um yeah and so then like last week i was on chaos and shadows seance with the guys and his um his microphone thing started going out too did they start talking about it? And I was like, okay. Um, so I've been like doing a lot of research about that lately. It's been like really blowing my mind a little bit. Like how can I affect something just by talking about this? And it happened the first time we tried to do like a WUFO related contact session. Um, yeah, so apologies in advance if any of your like microphone cords come out. Um, I really am not trying to like leak my shit on you. I just don't yeah. know where it's coming from or how to alter it anyway to talk about it I guess of course exactly yes I I feel like again I think all of us experience the phenomena in different ways I wouldn't be surprised like for me it's dreams it's always been dreams and so if my dreams start getting really weird I'll let you know (laughs) latest we have to have an electrician come back to our house because last week um one of our breakers blew and it the lights for the master bath, master closet, laundry room, outdoor light, and range light. So we just don't have lights all this, those areas. And then the electrician thought he fixed it. He left. It blew again. And he says, okay, I actually have no idea what this is. I've never seen this. So he has to go bring the guy who owns this company in sometime. So it's been over a week and we have no idea. And, and it's not the breaker that my light's on. My light's working right now. The kitchen yeah. light that I do is fine. So all the areas that have all the breakers that have experienced this phenomenon are still working. <laughs> so weird. That is bizarre. Is that I've interviewed multiple witnesses of UFO activity or straight up like may think they have been abducted on the peninsula. Um, and they're always they have their like radios will short out in their car, their smartphones will start acting up or playing something and then they'll have light issues. And then afterwards they start having abduction dreams on the regular. And so I'm like, this is, this is kind of fitting up with that a little bit. Like I'm, I don't have any, I'm not stating any sort of theories that I, I believe that that has happened to me. I do not, but I'm right. seeing parents you know, people have been reporting and now what is happening to me as far as light and tech phenomena going. <laughs> so what <laughs> happened on week one <laughs> I love it you're tapping into something you're tapping yeah. into something <laughs> I don't think I'll ever definitively speak but 
I have so many theories. <laughs> of course, exactly. I love this. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'll keep you updated. If anything else, I'll just be like, it happened again. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's fun. I'm like literally like late night Googling, can people manipulate light with their brains? <laughs> Things like that. I've gotten that far. <laughs> yeah, of course. Obviously. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it's it, we're still collecting data right and that's important we'll have the data oh, data thank you so much for listening and or watching depending on where you found this podcast you can find bex online at bex in the liminal on twitter you can also find liminal earth at liminal.earth uh, I also encourage you to participate in WUFO. You can go to WUFO.watch. They have activities. If you are listening to this the night it's released, you, you will have cool things to do if you visit that website. And uh, yeah, this was just such a fun, playful episode. And I hope that you also have a playful and curious day.